prosecutor and defendants, you have a witness to bring to the stand in the murder trial of one Devin Bryant. Your first witness to come to the stand. Please call your first witness. Thank you, Your Honor. I call the first witness, newspaper reporter Ms. Chase Headline. Hi. Um, so I guess I was there on the day of the murder. It was 10.30 a.m. And I walked in and I, I shot the victim in the head with a revolver. Hold it. Yes? I want to follow something up here. Yes? How did you know it was 10.30 a.m.? Uh, oh, um, uh, okay. Well, I knew it was 10.30 a.m. because the parking meters on the street begin at 8 a.m. And I realized that I needed to put money in the parking meter because it was 10.30 a.m. Then um, I went across the street. Okay, well, hold Objection. Got- objection, Your Honor. Um, <laughs> What's an objection? She said she did it. She said she murdered him. Well, hold on, hold on. We need to get to the bottom of how she knew what time it was. I think that's irrelevant, Your Honor, and we, we have a confession. You're fucking irrelevant. Don't oh. fucking, don't, this is my courtroom. Objection Your yourself. Objection Your yourself. Your Honor, to reach across the aisle here, I, uh, the prosecutor does point out an important detail here, and I would like to press the witness on something. Just you feel the witness is yours, but if I hear one more fucking thing out of you, buddy, this whole court drive is out here, then you're going to jail. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, Ms. Headline. Yes. You said that you went to feed the parking meter. Yes. But the parking meter on the block of the crime scene doesn't become active until 12 p.m. Uh, so so you're certain it was 10.30 a.m. when you were feeding oh, the meter? Oh, I should revise my statement. Um, you're right. It must have been... It must have been... It must have been 12 o'clock then, yes. So I okay. guess I didn't know that it was 10.30. I knew it was 12 o'clock when I walked in and shot the victim in the head with okay, a gun. Okay, objection, of course. No, okay. object you! Fuck you! You can't object me. We, this, this lines up with the time no, of death. Yeah, the, this the, lines up with you. I, you know what it lines up? Look at my middle finger. Look how it lines up with your face. Oh, huh? All right, you know, you don't gotta. I'm, you're disbarred. I'm you're disbarred. disbarred. Dis, you're dis, disbarred. Your Honor, with all due respect, that may be going a little too far here. You, you watch yourself or you're gonna walk out of this, you're gonna walk out of this trial also disbarred. Okay, I'm sorry, okay. Never mind. Unless we have any further objections, I declare the defendant not guilty. I have one final objection, Your Honor. What? Oh, you don't, it doesn't work if you're not a lawyer. Okay, well then I just, I, I guess I have a statement I'd like to say. <laughs> okay, proceed. Fuck you, Judge. You can't tell me that. I can just tell you to fuck off as a citizen now. And I don't care if I go to jail. He's right. He's found a loophole in the law. (laughs) We objection and take that in visual novel adventure game Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, this week on How Did This Get Played? Thank you.
Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and wild, wild westiest video games of all time. <laughs> that third W, courtesy of Dr. Man Batman. Submit yours at Get Played Pod, hashtag WWW. I'm a fourth W, Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell. Hi, I'm Heather Ann Campbell, along with our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome back, Bucket. Edge. Now, we have a couple of great guests here returning to the show. And we have a game that I, like, I adore this game, and I have a lot of thoughts on it. But, you know, maybe not everyone feels the same way. Maybe to some, this is, uh, we're about to descend into gaming hell. But before we do that, it is first time to do as we always. Spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven talking about a game we enjoy. Matt Apodaca, take it away. All right, so, look. Call me Johnny Handheld, okay? Because I went ahead <laughs> and I pre-ordered... The, the what is it called? The play date. I almost forgot what it was called. And mm. yeah, I'm not unique in this. I know Heather also um, pre-ordered it. Pre-ordered it also, not even that, pre-ordered it before me and also convinced me to pre-order it. So okay, I'm talking so, about this and this is, <laughs> this makes no sense now that we're unpacking it. We should uh, call, we should call Heather Johnny Handheld. Is okay, what yeah. Heather is Johnny Handheld and I'm Handheld Jr. I feel uh, like the, the audience should know what a play date is because it just sounds like we're downloading like hangout time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, did I had some preteens are going to go to a misunderstanding. A, of what go I to buy. a jungle gym. <laughs> uh, it's like a little. What is, it's a little handheld uh, video game device that uh, has a crank on it and two buttons and a directional pad, and that's it. And all the games that are coming out for it are being sent to it via Wi-Fi. And there's like, it's like a. I don't know. What would you call it? A boutique uh, handheld video gaming system because it's not yeah. like you can buy the games elsewhere. Yeah, um, it's like an like an indie uh, platform. Okay. <laughs> but it, it's all like the gimmick of this is it's like it's, disrespectful. It's like a, he I, just disrespects the segment every week. Sorry, I'm just a fa- it's an interest. It, it, it's because it's like intentionally lo-fi, right? I don't have yes. one, but this is what yes. I've heard. Okay. Yeah, Nick, you got to get one. I mean, I tried. They were sold out. It sounds like an excuse to me. What do you say, Heather? I'm pretty certain that they don't sell out of the pre-orders. It just pushes back. That's really oh, suspect. Okay. <laughs> Look, am I lying? Yes. <laughs> no, I, 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 whatever. I clicked the link that you shared, and I couldn't get one for whatever reason. I'll try again. I'm, I am curious about it. There was On a the glitch, pre-order I think, day. Somebody, yeah, yeah. There okay. was, a, there was an issue. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah, site wide, but yeah, I don't know. You might be able to get one, and also, depending on the production, if they're speedy. People were, they were saying, Playdate was saying that they couldn't make a guarantee, but if you got one that was scheduled to come in 2022, there is a chance it could come before the start of the year. So it just like depends on how fast they're, they're, they're cranking them out. The, the three of us will get our grubby little hands on these bad boys and we'll cover it on a future episode at some point. And we point. paid for it. We didn't get it for free, so shut no. the fuck up already. <laughs> what? I already, I already heard, I could hear them. Oh, they Who? got it. Them, you know. Do you have like yeah. an open phone line while we're recording the They're already episodes? saying it. Shut the fuck up, you dorks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll cover that in the future. But right now, we are going to get into this week's game with our guests. They host the YA Pulp Fiction podcast, Teen Creeps, Great Pod, Lindsay K. Ty and Kelly Nugent returning to the show. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, Kelly. Hi. What's up? I was like to do this. I'm Lindsay. <laughs> oh, I'm Kelly. So people know my voice. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm I'm Nick. 
There you go. <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm, I'm Heather. I, <laughs> now I feel pressured to do it. Fine. Okay. I didn't right. need to start a whole bit, but thank you. <laughs> but that's what Lindsay okay. likes to do. She likes to come on a podcast and be like, you guys have to do it this way now. I was <laughs> a professional. Everybody knows your voice. I'm not on this podcast all the time. I love it. Uh, and uh, I'm, I, I want to talk about, uh, we want to talk about two of you, uh, first off, because you're great guests, great podcasters, but also because your podcast is so focused on reading. And I think one thing that our podcast and your podcast shares is that there is an inordinate amount of prep each week. Like, yeah. like I've, I've <laughs> done your show a couple of times and it's, it's a delight, but it, uh, but it also always involves reading a book and the two of you hosting the show, you're doing this every week like you're has this ever reached a point where you're just like th boy this is overwhelming yeah, every week <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean yeah, every like, week i'm like what is this gilded cage that we yeah. have constructed for ourselves <laughs> that pays yeah. my rent and yet chains me to these horrible books that i love <laughs> right but are bad are by right. and large bad books well because you uh, like uh, and the two of you i assume chose the subject matter because, and, and Kate, I know you in particular, but I, I assume that both of you are, are, are big readers. Like reading is a passion. Yes. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's a similar sort of thing we've run into is like, we, we started the premise of our show cause we love video games and then we end up playing a bunch of like bad video games or offbeat video games. And then our, our spare time that we have reserved for this hobby that is a passion of ours ends up being like like just immolated because we have to, you know, burn these hours instead playing some garbage for content. It's, it's like, hey, you like sex? Fuck a horse. Yeah. Yeah. Every week for five yeah. hours. I was I, I was like kind of running into that because I was um uh streaming uh you know, on my personal stream, but I was playing a bunch of like really cursed dating Sims for a while. And I was like, damn, why am I doing this to myself? Like, why right. am I playing a game where my boyfriend got amnesia and I'm going to romance his doctor? <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Well, of course I did. And then I ended up being a nurse because that's what women can do. <laughs> that's what happens. Fall in love with a doctor. You become a nurse. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you, do you uh, wait, but that, but dating Sims are adjacent to visual novels. Is it, is it, it's the same sort of genre. I mean, is that a genre you like as a, as a big reader? Yeah, I do. I like that genre. Um, I, it is what, okay. So the iOS version, I don't know about you guys, but it wouldn't let me like click to automatically populate the, the dialogue. Mm. Same. Which I always do that. I'm always like, do, 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 right. do, 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 Like, I'm constantly. And so that was, like, bothering me. Although I do really, really love this game. But, like, that was one of those things where every time I play a visual novel, I like to, like, do it according to my to my reading yes. speed. You, yeah. You're not having to A button through every single dialogue box. Like, some it'll just kind of stream in there. That's what you're talking about, right? Right. Well, yeah. yeah and, or I'll, like, because you can... So like you have to click wait before the dialogue is like, yeah, yeah, right. And then so yeah. you have to instead wait for it to completely finish, but it's slower. Oh, okay. And some visual novels will let you adjust how fast that goes, or some dating sims will do that. Like you can do like super fast speed, so it'll just like basically automatically appear all the way. Have um, you guys seen that speed reading app that puts all the letters 
on top of each other in the dead center of your screen and flies through them so quickly. Or maybe it's the words. No, it's oh, the words. Oh, I think I've seen something like that. Yeah, it's the words are like dead center in the screen and they auto speed through at a pace faster than you think you can read because part of the slowing down of our process of reading is that our eyes have to move across the page and find the words. Mm. Yeah. So this is a thing where you down, you put a book in it and it just basically blasts the words at you as fast <laughs> as possible. That's amazing. It sounds that, like a nightmare. That's something like, that's, that's like, li- like watching YouTube videos at like two speed or whatever. That's like, right. like beam it into me. It's so funny. Uh, I've like, well, you'll sometimes, and, and you know, as, as podcasters, like people will sometimes comment that they li- like listen to the show on like 1.5 X or two X speed. And I'm like, good. what are you like? What are you good. doing? Like how much good? <laughs> yeah. No, you get like that. Through it. Get it. Fucking go. <laughs> Look, we know how long the episodes can get. I know you don't right. have all that time. Just get through it. Yeah. When we have an especially long book and it happens to be an audio book, I will switch back and forth between reading and the audiobook uh, at like two times speed if I'm on a walk wow. <laughs> so that I can try to save some time. That doesn't right. happen often, though, because most of our books are out of print and do not have an audiobook and honestly take like an hour, hour and a half to yeah, read. Yeah, they're not too bad. Yes. So... But imagine if it was like 15 seconds and you could get the book in yeah. to your brain, but yeah. it, you'd, you'd, you'd have like blood in your mouth. Yeah. But also <laughs> eyes like crying yeah. tears for the rest yeah. of my life. Yeah. Tears of blood. <laughs> yeah. Because instead of just knowing the book, you understand the book. And that's I like. I am the book. <laughs> it's as if the book were my subconscious thoughts. And then yeah. I think I'm the characters. That, sound, that sounds truly like it would drive me insane. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I I just like I for me part of my the the fun of consuming content is consuming it like at my own pace like when it just becomes of like how much can I get into my brain as quickly as possible I I do find that overwhelming I don't find that relaxing at all uh, Lindsay I'm curious do you have like like uh have you ever played a, a, a lot of visual have you played many visual novels have you played games like Phoenix Wright other than Phoenix Wright. I have not played many. Um, would Loom be considered a, like a... There are a Loom's lot of words of a, in Loom. I played yeah. that as a kid, but it's not quite a visual novel. So. No, that'd be more classified, I think, as a graphic adventure um, yeah. if you're pedantic, which I am. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> well, we are on a video game podcast. If you're going right. to be pedantic, yes, anyway, yeah. it should be here. <laughs> Uh, but Bloom is like a story forward game. And it, it's it, it that is like so much about like the world and the characters as much as the, you know, the light puzzles that are present. Mm-hmm. At least my and memory of it. Much like this, I would get like stuck and frustrated. <laughs> yeah. But this is really um, probably the the only technical definition of a visual novel game that I have played. Because I have not played many video games, as I've right. uh, said before. But I do have to say, I did love this game. I love this game. Yes. Uh, I want it's to great. play it all the time. It is my new Twitter replacement. <laughs> yes, <laughs> so God bless. Much it may healthier. be saving my mental health. Yes. Twitter is more fun if you you scream at it, take that. <laughs> Every time you post. Objection. Take that. <laughs> 
Kelly, you mentioned that you're you're playing a lot. You're playing dating sims and and you like visual novels. Are there any that that stand out in your mind as like ones that you really enjoyed? Yes, actually, there's a game I played recently. I don't know if I talked to you guys about it. Um, It's like a mix of like a walking simulator and a visual novel. And there's like I don't know if you've played Paradise Killer. It's really fucking good. Um, You're like basically it's like this weird city pop like future punk world where you play lady love uh dies all the names are really cool um and you've been exiled from this place and then you basically everybody someone kills like all of the people that rule this island and you have to go down and like investigate that and you used to be an investigator but you fucked up on a past case that's why you were exiled and um there's like, you know, basically what you learn is that like, or I guess you know this going in, but like in this world, people and gods live on these islands and gods are trying to find perfection. And so they keep destroying the, like getting all the gods to leave, destroy the island, start a new one. And it's all like weird and like interdimensional space. And also all mm-hmm. the characters are very hot and you can romance them. And like, oh yeah. So it's, it's. I really recommend that game. That soundtrack is like tops too. So if you, I think it's out on Steam and uh, Switch actually has it as well. What's it called one more time? Paradise Killer. Paradise Killer. I have not played it. And when you say City city Pop, is that the soundtrack? It's like a City Pop soundtrack? Oh shit. It's really fucking good. It's so good. That makes me want to play I was like listening to that soundtrack for a while because a lot of it's, you know, I think one song has lyrics and then the rest of it has none. Um, So I was listening to that while writing for a while because it's just very... Hmm. I don't know it's like a it's and it's really cool too because it's like a really fun cool soundtrack and the world is very like neon but also there's like this weird like ancient dread doom element going on because you'll come upon hmm. the like sacrifice rooms which are like drenched hmm. in blood and there's gold statues everywhere like it's really cool. I think the developer is this uh, indie like British company I think and okay. I think it's maybe their only game but it's it's really good. Cool. Wow. Uh, and and speaking of uh, you know uh, uh, speaking of cool games with, and cool <laughs> of characters, thank yeah. you. <laughs> this game also has some characters. Uh, Again, I would just like to say hot characters. Okay, oh. I'm shipping everyone with everyone. Oh wow! Ooh. <laughs> woo, woo, woo. I, I played this game when it was originally released on the DS, which was the first I think North American release of the Phoenix Wright series, and I think it. Came Came out in, on for Game Boy Advance in the past, uh, which is, by the way, mind blowing. Like it's like yes. when I learned that this game's initial release was 2001, 20 years ago on right. the Game Boy Advance. I was like, this is a legit. This is like a Pac Man. This is a full blown. <laughs> no, but I mean, like it's like 20 years of Phoenix yeah. Wright games. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A- and it has a it has Dynasty. a huge. That di- you're absolutely a dynasty. There is a there is an, an enormous chronology, a, expanded universe. There's all these different characters involved. Uh, a live action fe- movie. Yeah, there's- <laughs> beautiful, <laughs> beautiful with the with the costumes and the wigs and everything. I oh, love that's that. Fantastic. Well, I'm definitely looking 
that up. I, I thought about I was like, I should probably research the game before the podcast. And then I decided that I wanted to be delighted by all the information that you guys tell me about it. And already that decision has paid off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I did want to say that the that when this game first came out, I remember it being like it like was a real mind blowing thing for me just because I'd never experienced a game where this was the kind of gameplay where it was, you know, not, aside from like most games are puzzles and combat. And yeah, this game has has puzzles and verbal combat if you will but it it, (laughs) like the setting is is fun is pretty mundane by video game standards also i really like you know one 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 thing that that i'd played before this game and one thing that i played after experiencing this game uh but like if there's a courtroom scene in a video game or a trial scene in a video game those tend to be very memorable set pieces one is the the heather I, i'm sure you remember the the trial scene in chrono trigger is just like a such a thing that happens pretty early on in the mm-hmm. game and it's just like mm-hmm. i just remember being like wow this is this is wild but then also and and kelly we've talked about bioware games uh when you were on the podcast previously uh but in mass effect 2 which i'm playing the mass effect franchise for the first time via the legendary edition uh for oh, one yeah. of the characters one of the party members tally has a has a whole trial involving like her like you know faction her society yeah um and that's like a that's like a really cool like i i don't know it's just like a really cool way to experience a dialogue and 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 world building and have character twists and revelations it's just there's a reason it works so well dramatically in film and tv and theater and and i love seeing it in video game form well and especially in this game it's like heightened drama right it kind of has that like anime feel Mm. of like like you know, like woof, kind of feel, you know, right. which I, I love. So it's <laughs> and the very extreme expressions. And like, oh my yeah. God, the way that Phoenix, right, like puts his like he'll put his head like up, down, right, left, up, down, right, left, and he'll be like, What? <laughs> and like I loved that. Like, uh this game's yeah, great. So, so many great faces in this. Uh this week's game, Phoenix Wright, Ace Attorney, Heather. It's a visual novel adventure game that, as we've mentioned, takes place in a courtroom, but also across other settings in the city. Uh, It was published by Capcom in 2001 for the Game Boy Advance and then finally released in the United States on the DS, I believe, in 2005. Uh, I should double check that. Yes, sounds right. 2004 or 5, something like that. Uh, It has been released on Windows, the Wii, iOS, Android, Nintendo 3DS, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, and the Xbox One. It follows the story of Phoenix Wright, a rookie defense attorney who's trying to get all of his um, clients declared not guilty. Right. Uh, there are other characters such as Mia Fey, uh, Mia's sister Maya, prosecutor Miles Edgeworth. Your primary mode of interaction with the game is by tapping, or at least I play... Now, I don't... I, I assume this is how you play it on all of them. You tap the screen or you click a button... On yeah. various uh, dialogue options or um, evidence. You've, there's like a, tr- a, a briefcase of evidence that you have and you can present it to the court or present it to individuals that you're interviewing. Uh, the story is anime-esque. And t- uh, if you think of this as a courtroom simulator, then y- you would not understand how actual courts work. Because <laughs> what? It, it doesn't. Nothing that happens in this game, if it happened in a court, in, in a case, that would be the trial would be thrown out and they would start <laughs> all over again. None of what you were experiencing. Like, you cannot base this on like a courtroom drama that you've seen on television. How what you're supposed to do 
in a in a in a you guys understand what I'm saying. Yes. My favorite yes. detail about the game is that on the DS version, and I assume on every version that has a microphone in the system or equipped uh, as a like a plug into your fucking Windows, I don't know, uh, you can scream at the game. So if you have an objection in court, you scream objection. If you uh, have evidence that you want to present, you scream, take that. Uh, and that what? is, yeah, if you have the, the handheld systems, you talk to it. And that's awesome. Wow, that's yeah. awesome. I really missed out on that. That That is awesome. I would yeah. love to have been doing that. <laughs> that. That's perfect for my uncle because he's used to just screaming at Fox News. So <laughs> that would translate. Uh, you mentioned that the courtroom stuff is so just like, and, and you know, obviously this is this is Japanese developed. And, and uh, uh, yeah, so like I'm sure some of that reflects the peculiarities, the, the unique qualities of their legal system. But there is stuff like. I I don't think that you would that it, that on a on a witness stand in any jurisdiction. Maybe I'm wrong that it would be like you would just lie and be caught lying in your testimony, and then the judge would say like, "Hmm, that is a contradiction. Care to revise your testimony?" <laughs> and then you just get to say something different. That, yeah, but that I mean, happens like throughout. No, it's 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 like full of like. Okay. I used to be a lawyer. I think I've said I was going to say, do you oh, guys yes. know how appropriate it is that you asked yeah. Kelly to play <laughs> the she, for this game? She defended me when I killed that kid. So yeah. That and so right. they did not like <laughs> that I put a parrot on the stand. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's like so like there's so much in this game that I like I fully love that they're just like we're making up our own legal system. Like, right. Like I, there's even a kind of like a like wink, like where they're like, mm, in the, recently, I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, in the like, new millennium. Just, yeah. They're like, <laughs> we decided to do cases in three days. And yeah, I was like, right. what? And also the fact that like, investigation of the crime occurs <laughs> during the trial like it's by the attorneys by the lawyers yeah <laughs> that are breaking into people's houses and like touching everything and taking everything and <laughs> keeping things secret and then also like like the the uh, judge is like Okay, judges can be in people's pockets, but the judges are like so openly like the prosecutor's little bitch. <laughs> like, it's, yes. so, like, it's like you're watching like like the prosecutors basically like, are you a dirty little bitch pig? And the, the <laughs> judge is like, yes, yes, I am. Like it's very like, like such. Op- and then it's just like Phoenix Wright is there. That's everybody's reaction. Oof. <laughs> and then Mia's like, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> But it's, also, I'm projecting. I'm a ghost. I'm projecting onto the body of my sister. You can tell God. it's me and not Maya when my boobs grow. What oh. a confusing, confusing uh, story beat that is. Love that her that. soul is in. She is merging with her alive sister and making her more bosomy. And mm-hmm. then you are communicating with her spirit in that way. It is. It is. It is very strange. I, that also makes me uh, want to note that that the characters in this game are, and I'm sure this is partly because it's anime, uh, but the characters are unreasonably young. Phoenix Wright, yeah. the lead, a young prosecutor, 24. Okay, I'll kind of buy that fresh out of law school kind of a prodigy. Fine. 
his assistant, uh, the the aforementioned uh, sister uh, whose body gets inhabited by the uh, by the older sister, is seventeen. He's yeah, got a seventeen year old working in his law office. His boss, the established person, is twenty seven, and then the the hotshot prosecutor who you're against in the early cases, Miles Edgeworth, also twenty four. Everyone's so fu- like like and so then the so judge young in is this. Eighty. Yeah, the judge, he's old. He's old. Dude, Edgeworth. Edgeworth, okay. I was really shipping Edgeworth with Phoenix Wright because there Mm -hmm. was just, I mean, especially later when you get the backstory about how he's like, they're just like, I believe in you. I believe in you. Like, I (laughs) wanted to become a prosecutor slash I wanted to become a defense attorney because of you. And all of this is for you. And also just like, I love... Lindsay and I have talked about this on our podcast. We are trash that loves enemies to lovers. And this shit was like they're adversarial, adversarial. The tension was through the roof. I was like, see, I I was shipping Edgeworth with a much more obscure character, um, a.k.a. me. Um, <laughs> your fanfic that you write is like uh-huh. Edgeworth slash reader. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, Miles Edgeworth, he's just so the audience understands what we're talking about. He's a lawyer. He's 24, but he wears... A suit that's like from the 18 or 1900s. I like, was going to yeah. say, it, it suggests he's a duke of some sort. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's, it is a, instead of a tie, he has like a multi pleated sheet of <laughs> loose fabric hanging yes. from his neck. What's that? What is that called? It's like, um, ruffled not quite collar. an ascot or like he's yeah. got like a ruffled ascot and cravat. I don't, I don't know yeah. quite the fashion terms, but it's a little yeah. bib. I think is the term. <laughs> little bib. He, he also has, he has Nick Weiger's haircut. Yeah, he does. Which I think is worth <laughs> right. mentioning. Like this like long, yeah. but, but manly haircut that, that, <laughs> Is in the same color as Nick's, so yes, yeah. And uh, and unlike me, he's pulling it off. <laughs> um, did you really like Edgeworth because of that, Nick? <laughs> I did. I you know what I I like Edgeworth even though he's a prick. But like, yeah, he does have the arc that you mentioned. But I mean, I I'm such like a I I I think a big part of why I like this game is that Phoenix Wright is such like a. The in over his head, like, you know, like, like when he gets defeated, he gets like all sweaty and sad. It, it's like <laughs> I, I really disappear. Yeah. <laughs> his energy, I really respond to just the guy who's like, ah, fuck, I, I don't I'm not ready for this, but I guess I'm going to do it, you know, because um, that's kind of my my approach to life in general. And it's <laughs> and and also it, like it's. I love how broad this game is, I guess is the other thing right down to like a lot of supporting characters have names like um, uh, I got a few of them here, uh, but names like uh, April May or a uh, red April white. May. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Jack Hammer. You know, it's like a lot Dick of heart. It's the yeah, <laughs> Dick Dick gumshoe. Gumshoe. Yes. It's a little bit. Um, uh, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? The game? Like it's very 100 kind of percent. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and it and also like we you talked about how horny it was. We we mentioned how horny it was earlier, but this was an element I'd forgotten about this game. Did, I don't did know if we? Some, we didn't use did the we, word. We, we touched on it. I mean, we talked about our own tension, but the yes. game itself is also horny. 
Just it's very horny. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. we weren't projecting a ton of horniness on no. like we were responding to the horniness. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, okay. But the game also is it, yes, it, it does have its own horniness. And I don't know if some of this got got tweaked for the remix. I was playing on Switch. I played back in the day on DS, as I mentioned. But like the like, you know, like the 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 boozamy jubble, I guess you would describe the it. Titty physics. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. April, May. I, I every time I was like, you know, oh, I'm going to make you fuck up on the stand. I knew that those boobies would be she would always like jump up. And I was yes. like, I knew it. It's going to happen. <laughs> every time she winked, I was <gasps> so disgusted. Oh, I, I died when she, wait, cause she would wink and stick her tongue out. Right. At and the, same time. the boobs would jiggle. Yeah. I loved and it. I was yes. like, this is like so much at once. I loved it. <laughs> I'll also say that, that, that this game is a, a thing I had forgotten about this game. Um, is I, I was like, we were going to cover it and I was like, oh, okay, I'll blaze through this. And like, oh, it's like four to six hours. It's a visual novel. This game is, is super long. It's like 20 hours. Yeah. It's 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 almost unreasonably long. It's almost too much. I guess you get your money's worth back in the day. To but. say when you uh, asked like how much time each of our podcasts have to put in, your podcast is a million times more work than Team Creep. <laughs> and we are reading a book every week. But video yeah. games can go on for so long. Like you could be right. devoting months to a video game. So kudos. Yeah, no, we we fucked up. We made we a mistake. Who knows on fucking up so uh, beautifully? <laughs> uh, so yeah, and and you might not anticipate that at first because elements like the investigation that we that was touched on earlier that comes out in later cases. Like your first case is just pretty much a straight up one day trial. Later on, it's like everything is like, oh, okay, I've got a day of investigation, a day of trial, another day of investigation, a day of trial, uh, and. Um, and some of those cases can can go on for some time. But I have a question about mm-hmm. just law and it, like the concept of how like I <laughs> know that this is a, a, ridiculous. I know it's insane. Mm. But in this game, the lawyer goes to crime scenes and yeah. like rummages through stuff. That would yeah. be like. Illegal, right? That's illegal. Illegal. Generally speaking, like you don't know necessarily the outcome of a trial, but you know what information is going to be brought. Like there's not like going to be a million surprises. Like you're not learning anything by like like, cross-examining a witness, for example. You're you're hoping to fuck them up, but you're not – you're not like, wait, what? Like yes. you knew about this thing or whatever. But yeah, you're and you're not investing. Like you, and you're also you do, not stealing items from you're not the crime stealing. scene and then not telling <laughs> anyone about them and getting your fingerprints all over them. And then sometimes just trading them to witnesses yeah. that you're interviewing uh, for other information. And then it just never comes up again. Would yes. you would you go to is this like yes, something you would go to? Could, a could you be a lawyer and go into another rival lawyer's office and go through his things? Would no. that be legal? No. Okay. I mean, so- would you, I mean, okay. I get like, because I don't know if he's so much breaking in because he's going in during the day and someone lets him in. Mm. But like, have I done it? I won't speak to that. Um, <laughs> 
But also like the idea too of the fact that like the prosecutor is like almost representing a, like the way that it seems in the game is that the prosecutor is like representing witnesses, which is weird because right. they're not. And like, I know that prosecutors can, from my experience can be very like single-minded and just really want to like get, you know, keep their numbers and like make sure that, uh, the person, well, first of all, nothing goes to trial. Everything's, you know, deals mm. and, and whatever. But this game is very like, you, you know, at the beginning, Edgeworth, you like, he will see evidence that like the witness fucking did it. The witness yes. did it. The witness is being so shady. The witness fucking did it. And he's like, no, it has to be your guy, which is like, I think a normal prosecutor would maybe depends on how shady they are, would would probably be like, oh, OK, well, like this is we my job is to find who did it. You know, or not find who did right. it, but like, you know, in, enact justice rather than, but you know, mm, DAs prosecutors. Can be tricky. They can not be tricky. from what I've read or seen on the television. <laughs> <laughs> not from what I've read bad. or seen in Phoenix, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got my law degree by f- playing Phoenix, right? Attorney. <laughs> I actually had this, that thought where, where I was like, cause I know a lot of, I've heard a lot of lawyers got into the profession or at least there was a time where like people would like that, like you'd be a kid and you'd watch like Atticus Finch and you'd be like, Oh, I want to do that. Like I want that. This is making this career aspirational. And now enough time has passed since the Phoenix Wright series came into the, uh, you know, became a part of pop culture where I wonder if there are kids in law school now who are like, Oh, I playing Phoenix Wright and got me interested in the legal profession. That's why I'm, I'm pursuing sure. this as a career. Well, that's I'm why sure. I'm pursuing it as a career now. I was like, I would be such wow, a good okay. lawyer. <laughs> I have an anecdote about somebody watching a thing and then doing the thing, which is that I once wrote for the NASCAR awards, uh, <laughs> Which was a fun gig, uh, mm-hmm. but there was a guy being inducted into the like NASCAR Hall of Fame, and he was he had become a racer because he saw Days of Thunder. So wow. like his his career path was I saw this as a as a child. I want to do the thing that I see on screen. Then he became so good at it that he was like given like a fancy like he's inducted into the Hall of Fame and. Tom Cruise dropped in as like the surprise guest to be like, that's amazing. Hey man, thank you so much for watching the movie and changing your life. And it was fucking crazy. It was (laughs) the craziest. That's the end of that anecdote. Wow. That made me remember that I once had a writing job for the U S open of surfing. And then I was like, you're writing for the NASCAR awards. I'm writing for the U S open of surfing behind every like cool, like, you know, bro or redneck activity, there's some fucking <laughs> dork ass writer who knows the difference between Jigglypuff and Wigglytuff. <laughs> but not any of the sports yeah. terms no. that they're yeah. to put in the pattern. Um, we should we should maybe touch on the or at least I would like to touch on the music of this game. I think the sound design is overall excellent. Heather, you talked about the 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 you brought up the that's it or or or, or you know. Uh, objection take that rather uh you, you know the interjections i think are are super duper fun uh but there's also some awesome music in this game i just pulled a couple of tracks one is one is kind of the trial groove that you'll hear at a more mellow moment 
live in this for a while, maybe oh, forever. Yeah. So good. So good. I love that. Yeah. It's so mellow. Part of the reason I loved oh. Animal Crossing was just the music. It was just such a pleasant oh, really state of mind to be in. I also for like sure. the fidelity of the instruments in this. It, they're like, they're so compressed mm-hmm. for the DS slash Game Boy sound chip that they've got like kind of a, a grainy scratchiness to them that's really, really sort of aesthetically ple- pleasant. 100%. Uh, there's also some, uh, you know, some more intense tracks. Uh, for instance, here's one. God, just great. Just bops all around. So good. That's like when you've found some mm-hmm. piece mm-hmm. of information yes. that might be a lead that might crack this case wide open in the courtroom in front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And Mia slash Maya is like telling you like, you can do this, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) If it's Maya, she's going like, you're going to be like senile one day, right, old man? And then if it's Mia, she's like, you've got this, Phoenix. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They also made a jazz. There was a jazz album that was released. uh, Gyakuten meets Jazz Soul. And uh, it's a full album of Phoenix Wright tracks that was released in Japan um, that are all uh, they're all done with a jazz ensemble. Here's a little bit of one of those. Oh. Similarly soothing in a very different way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, there is like great fondness for the for the audio in this game uh, and with good reason. I'm really surprised you didn't showcase the Now I've Fucking Got You track, which is my oh, favorite yeah. track. When you when you when you cinch a case, for those of you who haven't played this game, Phoenix Wright slams both of his hands down on his table, Great points across the fucking room and is like, fuck you. And then this <laughs> and this like awesome music starts playing that I want, I want. In any like in any general meeting I have for the rest of my life or in any like writer's room I'm in, if I have a pitch, that's what I want to happen. I want to <laughs> slam on the table, point at my showrunner and be like, take this, you son of a bitch. And then like, yeah. <laughs> and then that music plays. And then they're yeah. like, she did it. Sweating. <laughs> she solved the episode. <laughs> I didn't pull that track, but maybe we could insert it in post. But yeah, it, it is. It is rad. It's great. Wait, before we leave sound, can I just do Please. a shout out to the sound effects of like you you will like whip forth some evidence and it'll be like whoosh, and like, yeah. like that. <laughs> I, I loved that. Uh, it's yeah. rad. Everything is so melodramatic and so over the top, including the story of this game. Well, wait, 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 wait. One other sound effect. <laughs> One other sound effect, which is that sometimes the witness is so sexy and hot that you will ha- cause a murmur in the courtroom. Like if, <laughs> if her, yeah, if her titty physics, as you, as you call yes. it, Kelly, yeah. her titty physics are on display, then the whole room would be like, oh, no, 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 and you, yeah. and the court has, or the judge has to like smack the gavel and be like, okay, okay, guys. Go 
guys. Stop being so horny, everyone. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I know. We're all horned out. Yeah. <laughs> it's as much a reminder for him as yeah. the it's like, keep it together, <laughs> old man. <laughs> While we are still on sound, I would like to say that for anybody else who might be struggling with this on the iOS version on iPhone, um, it took me about a, a, a story and a half to figure out that my uh, phone couldn't be silenced if I wanted to hear the music. Oh, oh yeah, that's oh. Yeah. so if, if mm. you're not hearing it. Turn that phone. Turn that phone volume on. Not just turn it up, but the, like the you thing have on the side. Like, yeah, yeah. Got it. it. Thank you. It is. An, it is a fun. It is a fun game. Like this is very fun. And and I usually hate puzzles, but <laughs> like I really, I mean, like straightforwardly hate puzzles. But this doesn't feel like a puzzle. It feels like a book that's written all out of order, and you have to flip around in the book to find out how to make the story go forward. Which it's doesn't feel yeah. like choose your own adventure in yeah. that way. Right. It doesn't feel like a puzzle as much as it is like the process of playing it is a discovery of what the next sentence is, which is less yeah. annoying to me than like, uh oh, there's the B equals hashtag yeah. and L <laughs> equals rope. Yeah. What is, what's the, I'm, I don't give a fuck about that shit. But this is like, hey, all right. I yeah, want to see him slap the table. I'm not yeah. as big a fan of like brain teasers as I am like, it was fun like trying to use my powers of deduction. Yeah. Right. And it was always funny because like, I feel like the game is good about reminding you about things. Sometimes I think maybe a little bit too much. Like they'll be like, this person <laughs> just said this. What does that remind me of? And then you have to replay the scene from before to like mm -hmm. remind yourself. But I did like that. It reminded me a little bit of like, um, kind of like her story, like a little bit of like solve this through having to like, I don't know, go through the story. When you said being out of order, that's what it reminded me of. I was kind of losing my mind during the samurai story. That one's um, hard. Which is the one I'm still stuck in, to be honest, <laughs> which is only like the third story. Um, because I kept getting in a loop of like, how do I bribe old bag, the old lady guard at the studio gate into giving me her hostage, a.k.a. samurai trading card. And then I also have to bribe the fanboy child. But like what I don't know is first I have to go talk to the assistant who like only pops up at certain times in right. like... Sometimes she's in the studio. Sometimes she's the in the employee area. Sometimes she's in the like studio two trailer. And I was like, I don't know. And so I had to like bounce around for what felt like forever trying to get the right combination of things to trade. Yes. But then when I did finally get it, I was like, mm, I'm so smart. <laughs> Even though it took me forever. There is some kind of moon logic that you can't quite intuit from the game of like, oh, I just kind of have to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing rather than th th this doesn't necessarily logically follow. Uh, by the way, you mentioned the character o uh, Old Bag. Uh, that 
literally is her name, Wendy Oldbag. So, yeah. um, and so also, good. Kelly, by sheer coincidence, you happen to mention what the game we're covering next week, her story. Uh, a very different take <laughs> on this type of, of genre. Whoa. Yeah, so there you go. That's nuts. Well, yeah. good. I'm glad you guys are covering that. <laughs> I will say that some... So the, what one of the things you've just touched on, Lindsay, about the puzzles being a little bit like... I, I, I or, or whatever you want to call them, the the solutions to these mysteries that aren't really puzzle formatted, uh, is that they are not. There is sometimes uh, things where, in order to solve a case, you need to know something that is impossible for the player to know, right? Yeah, you can't predict. Yeah, what it is you have to know you, and you can't. Sure, you can't go out of order the game has a specific order in mind sometimes not all the time where it's like well first I had to talk to old bag and then I had to talk to <laughs> Cody Hackerton or whatever his name is <laughs> the fanboy and then I had to talk to the assistant I couldn't go fanboy old bag assistant I had to go old bag it was like this very specific order and so that's why I had to keep bouncing around until I got the order of places right to visit to learn the information and so it's some like in that way it is frustrating because it's like well I should be able to like find I shouldn't have to unlock a person in this area by talking to this person first because that doesn't necessarily makes sense because I had like just been to that trailer assistant nowhere to be found and then I had to talk to old bag and then I had to talk to Cody hack boy and then the assistant finally appeared in the trailer Mm -hmm. and I was like but I was just in this fucking trailer (laughs) yeah what 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 will logically lead in sequence to trigger an event does does not it's it's, sometimes it's completely arbitrary and and I think you you touched you touched on this earlier, but like, you know, if you are a, if you are someone playing this game and you just want to kind of experience it or, or, you know, uh, I, I would not be afraid to use a walkthrough at times. I use a walkthrough. It's just, I, I don't think you miss, I don't think you lose much from this. I think it's, it's mostly about experiencing the story and the walkthrough is mostly going to fill in mm-hmm. gaps where it's not like, oh, I get it. It's more like, oh, okay, that's what I was supposed to do. Sure. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> yeah. in, in terms of the plot synopsis of the movie, which I haven't seen which also, by the way, is directed by Takashi Miike, who is an incredible director. It's like finding out that like Quentin Tarantino directed the Phoenix Wright movie is it's <laughs> nuts. It's very incongruent, incongruent. But the plot synopsis for the movie is the plot synopsis for the game. So if you wanted to watch like a speed run of the game, you could probably just watch the movie and see it dramatized by real actors in ridiculous outfits. (laughs) (laughs) I'm definitely going to look this movie up. The first time that the first time I had heard of Ace Attorney was because it's being memefied on Twitter. Hmm. Yeah, I was I'd been delighted by it and I didn't even know what it was, but I laughed at it every time. And so I was very excited when you when you asked if we wanted to play this. I was like, oh, I get to play that now. Yeah. I, I think we should all watch the trailer. It's in the near future. The year 20XX. Oh, my God. Judge is very old. Yeah, dead ringer for the game art. 
Oh my god, I love it! The hair! They, they got the live-action Phoenix right, and the live-action Edgeworth is super hot. <laughs> He's so hot. Exactly oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, 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 yes! Oh! <laughs> we got yeah. a... Like... <gasps> oh my god, that goofy necklace, yes! <laughs> This is outrageous. <laughs> oh my god! That's the guy from like the last episode, the fifth, fifth one. It's incredible wow. that it exists. Oh yeah, my god. god! Full on to the exact. Wow. An, an excellent. Director, like a like a top yes. tier fucking director, and it is that that hairstyles are lifted from the anime style drawings and put oh, on the people's heads. They don't justify the outfits. Every, no. Everybody's wearing the clothes that they would be wearing in the game. It's incredible. I beat love for that. Beat, what, what happens story wise in the it. game? It, yeah, it, it seems like the most faithful adaptation that's ever been made. <laughs> yeah, that's really, that, that's so cool, though, because also, yeah. like, in playing the game, I thought it was really, really cool that, like, everything pays off. Like, all the little details, like, it's all fucking connected, man. Like, everything from episode one, then two, then three, and then you realize, like, oh, my gosh, like, all of this stuff is connected. All of these people have a history. It was really cool. Yeah, it's it's a great piece of writing and 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 super stylish and and fun to play despite the some of the issues with some of the puzzle logic required. Um and I guess on that note we should get to our final thoughts on Phoenix Wright. It's time for our review crew. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll each say something positive about this game and give it a numerical decibel rating. I love this game. It was fun to revisit it. It, it holds up really well. They just released, I believe it's the, the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, uh, which is a new package of, of Phoenix Wright Adventures or, or just Ace Attorney Universe. Uh, or is it the Great, Great Ace Attorney Adventures? Whatever it's called. Whatever the new one is called. Uh, they released very recently for, for Switch in the US. Um, and... And PS4, I think. Uh, so uh, I'm, I'm eager to play that as a as a, a result of playing this one, uh, revisiting this. Uh, I talked about the music. I talked about the art. We like the story. We like the characters. I'll just say it as a really elegant tutorial, which I always appreciate in a game when a tutorial isn't just like, like let, let's have a character tell you what to do and you're just going to do it. And we're just going to make sure you know what the what the function is of all the buttons. But here they just sort of like it's 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 integrated into the story and it's you know, it's still a game, but it's still pretty seamless. Um, and I find that very satisfying because you get to do cool stuff from the very beginning of the game while also learning its mechanics. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's I think it's rad and I think it holds up. I will give this a nine point two. Heather Ann Campbell. Wow. Great score. Um, I so there's I was expecting to hate this because. I know myself and I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> but, I, but I loved it. It was so fun. And I don't know how much of that was 
the, I, I got my 3DS out to play this. My new Nintendo 3DS Deluxe, whatever the most recent small model was. And I haven't played with that system in a long while. And it was so charming to put in a cartridge of this old game and yell at my 3DS. It was like, I can't, it's, it felt in the same way that there are some moments in Kojima games where you're just delighted that somebody was like, we should do this. And somebody else said, yes, in right. Phoenix, Wright, The fact that you can scream at the fucking screen and that's how you progress through the game. It, it, it is uplifting and like motivating in a way that a game that was just plain text, like t- press a button as you go through it. Here's the next reveal. Click on the thing. Like it brings a real sense of player existence and agency and life and joy to the game. I fucking I loved it, man. Wow. I loved it. I can't believe I loved it. Like I told Mary, oh, my God, you got to play this fucking game. (laughs) I'm going to tell my mom that, too, because she's a gamer now, guys. My mom's like a hardcore gamer. Um, I'm giving this the rare 10. (gasps) Wow. Hell yeah. Higher than I did. Yeah. Amazed. Uh, Matt Apodaca. I mean, yes. I mean, I I knew I could have gotten this on the Switch. But I, I, I pulled a, a Heather, the, the true Johnny handheld, and I, I got it on my 3DS. I dusted that bad boy off and just I missed that interface, man. That interface is so good. And just like just being able to pull out that little stylus and tap on your screen. I had a blast with it. Um, I, I, I will also say, too, that like puzzles of this nature aren't always my thing, but I really felt. Like, I don't know, I guess a genius because I, when I would solve some of these <laughs> cases, I just like, I, it took me a long time, I will say, to finally like actually like use a, um, or look at a, a guide. And I would just be like, wow, I guess I'm the best lawyer of all fucking time. <laughs> I'm so smart. I was really paying attention and I remembered clues. So, like, I don't know. This game was not only like a very fun exercise, but I guess, uh, you know, a great self-esteem boost. I'm also going to give it a 10. Wow. wow. Hell yeah. Incredible. Uh, Lindsay K. Ty, something positive and your score for this game. Uh, my comment is similar to Matt's, um, which is that like, it it's like a combination of Matt's and Heather's actually, because it's like, even though you are reading so much of the game, so much, and you're just like clicking. And I didn't even know about, well, for one thing, I was doing it on my phone and I'm not sure that you have that functionality of being able to scream at the game. I didn't even have that. And I still felt really involved. It still felt like I was making the choices, even though it is actually pretty restricted what you're able to do. Right. And if you don't get it right, you have to circle all the way back around. But that doesn't even feel like that much of a hindrance. And I felt like I was really in the game and it made me feel like I was really smart. (laughs) Like I was like, yes, I did remember that. I remembered what that camera was called. I remembered what that card was called. And so you feel like you have a lot of agency and you really feel like you're in it. You feel like you're in that world. Um, I'm going to give it a nine 
I'm only knocking it down because of what Kelly said, where it's like on the phone, at least you can't force it to just put all the text up in the Mm. bubble. You have Mm. to wait. And um, so you can't control it to your own reading speed. And so it took a little longer than I would have liked. So for that reason, I'm giving it a nine, not a 10. But I I really, really loved it. And I do think I'm going to keep playing it. Uh, you're right. There are some there are some UI uh, annoyances even on the remastered version. Now I was playing on Switch. There are some just some limitations um, that you know you are, are easy to look past, but you do have to look past them. All right, Kelly Nugent, something positive. Your score for Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Okay, I also agree, and maybe it's just because like in this industry we often seek validation. But I really liked how smart this game made me feel. <laughs> because what I did I did use walkthroughs just because I. Uh, do that a lot. <laughs> I use walkthroughs a lot. Like I'm like, I was just I like know. to say I never right. used a walkthrough. Yeah. <laughs> wow. uh, but it, I did, I did like, I, I didn't use it for everything. Obviously it was only when I was like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? Um, but I feel that way about like every type of game where like, you know, similar to like point and clicks where it's like, because logically it can happen. Therefore it must be the way that it happens in a, it, for the game to keep going. Um, yeah. But I just like remember a specific moment that where you do feel smart. Cause like at the, in the last episode where they're like, Oh, here's the gun. And it was shot three times. And there was like one bullet in the body. I was like, those three bullets, that's going to be something. That's going to be the reason why the whole case falls a fucking part. <laughs> and then it was, and I was like so excited about that. Also, just like the humor of the game. Like, you know, if you play a lot of games, especially older ones that are marketed as humorous, uh, often they are not. Uh, but this game was really funny and fun. And uh, I loved all the characters. So I will say. Uh, 9.5. Wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. This is maybe one of my favorite games now. Oh, love it. Love it. Thank you for playing it with us. I'm glad we got to play it and we all loved it. But Heather, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we mm. were wrong. We've got reviews from all over the Internet. And if we had a positive take on this game, then these will be negative reviews. And if we had a negative take, these will be positive reviews from idiots. But we all love this game. (laughs) We all all love this game. So these reviews will be negative reviews from Uh, idiots. From... Well, well, I I don't know. I I mean, you've seen the reviews. Maybe they've seen seen the I've seen the reviews, and and I generally think that when people don't like something and they articulate a pretty good point about it, I'm like, eh, that's not for you. But when a game's bad and somebody's like, I like this, (laughs) I I got stuck behind a garbage can for like 35 minutes and the game glitched out, but it was fun. I'm like, no, man, (laughs) no. (laughs) Go ahead, Nick. I've got one. This is from Metacritic. This is from Seth Yu. Phoenix Wright is a terrible addition to the crime genre. In fact, it's a crime of the game. Developers have even made this game. It starts by showing you who did the crime. What's the point in letting us investigate if you already showed us who did it? It's pointless. Not to mention how bad the actual gameplay is. All you do is say objection and a cutscene plays. Do that about eight times and you pretty much completed the game. Not true. If I was in the office while this game was being made, I would have objected to this game's development <laughs> being pushed forward. Oh, stop, stop, stop. This isn't your fucking it's, writing sample, dog. So this sucks. 
Uh, that was a zero. Gave it a zero out of 10. And one of 47 users found this helpful. <laughs> <laughs> one out of 47 dentists agree. Yeah. And 46 out of 47 people were right not to find it helpful. <laughs> Um, I also have a review from Metacritic. Uh, this is from Warren. Almost took that Seth review, Nick. Almost took it. This is the review above that one. Uh, the writing of Phoenix Wright is pretty much on par with every other anime you've ever seen. I don't hate anime. Not at all. But unlike a lot of anime fans, I realize a lot of it's just plain cliched. And Phoenix Wright's writing is on that very level. Uh, but uh, of course, this is a game, so the writing isn't everything. If the gameplay is challenging and interesting, it's all good. But unfortunately, Phoenix Wright doesn't have that going for it either. The game is far, far too lenient on you. For example, you can't go to court unless you have all the evidence, meaning you can't accidentally miss evidence, which would be more interesting because then cases could be easier, harder, have different verdicts depending on your detective work. If the judge or someone else asks you a question, the answer is either extremely obvious or if you pick the wrong one, you just get another chance chance to choose. And when things get dire, the game will sometimes toss a deus ex machina factor at you to save the day. So I think this is a, a reasonable negative review. I do think wanting this to be a more realistic trial process on a game where the guy has basically a bird for hair on the cover <laughs> yes. of the package yeah. is asking a little bit much. Uh, but yeah, that's that's what I mean when I'm like, uh, it, this the review ends with uh, I give it a four for barely even being a game, but at least not making me want to kill myself. Jesus, oh, Jesus. Jesus. plus. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I do understand their point, but kind of like you said before you started reading the reviews, Heather, it just means it wasn't for them. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and also when they went off on anime, I was like, mm, well, then maybe this game is not for you. Like, yeah, I know they were like, I don't I don't hate anime, but you all of it sucks. Like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like that. I was like, oh, well, maybe like maybe I don't know. And also my when when people are like, it wasn't realistic enough or whatever. I'm like, then go be a lawyer. I don't know. Like, <laughs> go do that. <laughs> See how fun you think that is. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think that the, the this person's design criticisms, like what the game they're envisioning is a much more frustrating experience where if during the imagine? investigation day, yeah, you can miss something and then go to choose to go to trial and then you don't have a piece of evidence. You need to close that trial and then you have to like, you could, you'd hard fail that and have to redo the investigation day. And like that's like, that would be why. so tedious. And you'd never yeah. know why because some of the stuff is so arbitrary. So I like how... I, I like that the bumper that 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 it's bumper bowling. I like that you can't mm. really hard fail this game, you know, unless you really really try. Um, uh, I got one more. Uh, this one is, uh, this one is from the Steam Store, and this is a positive review. But I also think it just does a really good job of summarizing the experience of playing this game. This is from the Pants. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred hours on record. Oh wow. Um. Insecure defense attorney deals with the ethical issues of his <laughs> occupation in not Japan by simply refusing to take any guilty clients. He has to deal with the world's worst police department, biased judges, 
evidence withholding, and an endless tirade of lying witnesses who have a suspiciously low chance of being pulled for perjury or contempt of court. This, combined with the verbal, mental, and physical abuse of opposing prosecutors would normally be a daunting task, but he is able to fight back with A, the help of a small group of children with abilities in insight, food, and demonic possession, plus B, a ghost with big knockers. It's quite good. That's great. great. Yeah. That's great. Hey, it's time for the question block. All right. This one, we sort of answered this one, but uh, we'll get, I'll I'll read this and I'll read another one. This one's from at booty casket on Twitter. (laughs) And I I knew it was going to make me laugh and I really tried not to. And it really, but it really got me. Um, Yeah. I I expect more from Johnny handheld. (laughs) <laughs> well it's also what you don't know is that i'm not looking at any of you like i'm just looking at myself so i can't see you uh to hide i'm I, i'm hiding but you can see me um, but uh so booty casket writes do you think he's hot and we all agreed yes but i just wanted to yeah. clarify that yeah of course who, who phoenix or he, the other dudes well here's the thing if we're gonna compare edgeworth is hot as shit and like he's hotter than yeah phoenix. he's way hotter sure. than phoenix right yeah. um, by design <laughs> but, by design. but but phoenix but phoenix is uh, is still a hunk um yeah and okay so this next one the the, our, the real question that we'll focus on here this one's from at koopa kirby on Twitter, and they write, Phoenix Wright actually has an extensive crossover history. He crossed over with Professor Layton, appears in Marvel vs. Capcom, and in Project X Zone, he was Goro Majima's defense attorney. What game needs the crossover next? Where else can we see Phoenix Wright popping up? Wow, great question. Yeah, I knew the Professor Layton co- co- connection, and yeah, Mar- I honestly had forgotten he was in a Marvel vs. Capcom. Is that three? I think he's in three, yeah. <laughs> okay. I Fate would of love... Two worlds. I would love if he was in Grand Theft Auto Five, and like if you committed a slew of crimes, yeah. you, you had the option to go to trial, and he would do his best to defend you, and it'd be like, well, uh, you're on camera in front of a gas station, driving, backing up a fuel truck underneath an overpass to block traffic, and then blowing up a half city block with a bazooka. And like Phoenix Wright is like, I, no irises, sweating gray. <laughs> <laughs> His first guilty client <laughs> does not know what to do. <laughs> uh, I think, maybe, yeah, maybe if he was in, you know, it's a, it's a Capcom franchise and thinking of other Capcom franchises. But I feel like if there was a Mega Man crossover and he has to... Uh, in, instead of a, instead of defeating the robot masters in in combat, he has to defeat them in in court, uh, or, or or he just has to defend Doctor Wily. Like let's just see let's see him try to defend a, a megalomaniacal you know supervillain and see if he can see if he can pull that off. Make that his toughest to- toughest task. <laughs> let's let's understand this correctly. Yeah. Now, Leaf Man. You mm-hmm. are weak to Fireman, aren't you? <laughs> I would like to assert my Fifth Amendment privilege. <laughs> uh, do do you uh, like? I I I'm curious, uh, Kelly Lindsay. Have you 
is there a crossover event that's happened in like YA uh, YA literature? Was there ever a point where it's like, oh, this character from this uh, franchise moved over to this other author's franchise? Is that a thing that happens? Full on event? No, I don't no. think so. No, but no. like Easter eggs because like R.L. Okay. Stein's books are all in the same. I was gonna say that yeah. that's the closest you get to a crossover is like you'll 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 have like Fear Street book crossovers within the same franchise so like you'll be reading silent night 2 and it will mention a character from like new year's eve party oh. but it's like oh she's having a party and then it's like something happens off page we're not we don't right. actually yeah. go to it it'll yeah. like mention uh town slut uh <laughs> damn it what is her name <laughs> reva dalby no no she's town bitch Town oh. slut. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I can't remember her name, but she comes up. She's like just in line behind somebody at the movie theater in one of the books. And it's like, ugh, her. And that's yeah. like it. And that's it. <laughs> wow. Uh, one of my favorite, de- like, uh, de- this is, I'm just thinking of of crossover events and uh, and in the, the legal profession, but... Uh, I, I, I'm always reminded that canonically the Lincoln lawyer is Bosch's brother. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, Great. That is a crossover for the ages. Troubled, troubled family. <laughs> <laughs> That's like... Uh, a stepdad's like greatest dream come true. Just like, yeah. fuck yes. That's like his end game. Yeah. Well, there's crossover in Stephen King books. Oh, yeah. Stephen mm-hmm. King as yeah. well. But yeah. it's always like the author's characters. Right. Uh, I, I I love that shit. I eat it, all, I, I eat it up. Uh, but uh, hey, hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod. Or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAY. That is 616-275-2933. Our music and engineering our buyer, MVP, Devin Bryant. You can follow him on Twitter at BaffleGabs. Our guests, Lindsay Katai, Kelly Nugent, the podcast Teen Creeps. Tell us about the pod and anything else you would you would like to plug. Well, we talk about, as you stated, YA Pulp Fiction, and our definition of that is basically the uh, horror and suspense novels of the 80s and 90s, Christopher Pike, Arl Stein, Lois Duncan, Caroline B. Cooney, etc. Um yeah, it's a really fun podcast. We've been doing it for five years. Uh, Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, give check it a listen. That out. It's yeah. wherever you find your podcasts. Yeah. Yeah, check yeah. it out. It's it's a great pod. Super, super fun to listen to. Super fun to do. Uh, thank you both so much for doing, the, for doing the show. And thank you so much for playing Phoenix Wright. Thanks a, for having a, a us. Yeah, yeah, really fun. Thank you for giving me an excuse to discover this game. Mm. Yeah. I thank love it. you. Um, and hey, on that note, Matt, it's time for you to tell us next week's game, which we already touched on. Yeah, next week's game, Her Story. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, <laughs> Bucket. Mm, edge. Objection yourself! Objection yourself! <laughs>